Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and welcome to Tuesday. Welcome back, Phoenix. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back, Cotter. I used to love that show. Uh, welcome back to Phoenix as we're uh, getting ready now to move past the holiday season and uh, get that schedule back to to normal. Uh, I hope it finds you well. Just to let everybody know, we're really where we were at uh, going back to like Thursday of last week. Uh, gold uh, rallied on Friday when we were closed. Uh, got took the rally away yesterday. Now it's rallied back. Uh, right now, gold, gold's eighteen hundred and fifteen dollars. So uh, almost a few dollars higher than where it was on Thursday. Silver uh, up about twenty five cents, uh, back above twenty three dollars, uh, twenty three, uh, twenty three five, twenty three ten on silver. The Dow we have uh, new highs. Yes, Santa Claus rally, uh, new highs on the S and P, and everybody's happy. And of course, uh, the reason they're happy is no one actually believes the Federal Reserve's actually going to do anything more than pretend to fight inflation, which is, uh, we had uh, Byron Weems. I don't know if you guys know Byron Weems. Uh, he's a regular on the idiot box on uh, CNBC and Fox, you know, the cheerleading station. But he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. And they always follow his predictions. He's a he's a pretty important guy, I guess, in the financial industry. Uh, that's part of the reason he's calling for uh, new all-time highs in gold. Uh, he's a big Bitcoin guy, uh, but said uh, Bitcoin's kind of losing the shine here, and and uh, people are going to come back to the gold markets. We'll see. Uh, but but uh, it was a a call. I, it was surprising because he's not really a gold guy, but but uh, he's definitely someone that understands the markets. And, and Jason, uh, I gotta believe. Uh, if, if, uh, if anybody knows, cause it's not like the Fed meets in secret anymore, right? They're, they're always having their little huddles and they're calling their banker buddies. They're calling their billionaire investment buddies. So if anybody knows what the Fed's really going to do, it's probably him. Yeah, yeah, but uh, can you? You can't really trust what they're saying either, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, who knows? Like, well, listen, you know how it is. They, this is how they always do it, right? They'll, they'll. Uh, I, I'll just, you know, JP Morgan. They'll tell half of their guys, okay, you have, uh, you go out and you be the the super bullish guys, and then the other half, hey, you go out and you be the negative guys. Uh, and that way, hey, we, you know, fifty percent of us are going to be right. Yep. Yeah. That, you know. That, yeah. And, yeah. And and that way they've got it all covered. Well, you know, uh, hey, we, it it was a great year. Well, see, look at these guys. Our analysts were great. Oh, it's a bad year. Oh, look at them. We told you it was going to be a bad year. You know, they're always covering uh, both sides of their ass. But speaking of of both sides, uh, just a quick announcement here for you, Phoenix folks. Uh, I got this from uh, one of our Arizona purebloods out there. Uh, the Reawaken America Tour is coming to Phoenix. Uh, it will be in Phoenix uh, January 14th and 15th. 14th and 15th at Dream City Church in Cape Creek. And, well, 13, 
613 North Cave Creek. I don't know if it's actually technically Cave Creek. That could still be Phoenix. Uh, and uh, both days, uh, t- 10 a.m. Uh, to 5 p.m., uh, so you Arizona Purebloods, the Reawaken America Tour were uh, coming to Phoenix. I know that I think they have a capacity of like 3,500 people. So uh, if you want to just Google Reawaken America Tour, you'll find all the information out there. But uh, I wanted to uh, get that out there to you so you know what's happening uh, here in the Valley of the Sun. Metals plans are on the way. You guys don't need to call us. You can if you want to. Uh, but, uh, Brittany's on top of it and she'll email you with your tracking numbers and all that stuff. I know that she was working, Jason, on your metals plan invoices. Uh, so you'll be able to get your people that are picking up in Colorado, uh, to come in and get those done. But she's on track and just, just check those emails, check those emails and, uh, she'll, she'll let you know. Uh, when your product's being shipped, she'll give you your FedEx tracking number. And uh, for those of you uh, that don't have email, believe it or not, yes, we have a lot of customers that, hey, for, for very good reasons, I'm not on the computer, uh, we'll call you with that information as well. Or, obviously, you can always call us. Uh, but uh, she is uh, past the halfway point. This thing is huge. It's a huge <laughs> undertaking uh, so b- believe me, uh, she'll have all that, that stuff out to you. We should be, uh, wrapping this thing up by the end of the week. And just so you know, I'm off for the next three days. Uh, we're going to some very much needed family time for my wife and my boys and I, uh, we're going to take a few days off. Jason's got a lot of great stuff, uh, for you guys, uh, over the next three days. I, I won't ruin it for you, but I will tell you this, uh, th- this will be, uh, radio you're not gonna wanna miss, cause he's always entertaining. Uh, Jason has a, a, a really good grasp on, uh, the people behind the scenes. So, uh, I'm looking forward to, to, uh, what Jason's gonna bring to you while I'm off. When we get back, we know we're going digital. It's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the next crash is coming. China made a huge announcement today, and I think this is going to be something very similar to what we're going to see here in the U.S. We're going to tell you about it next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch the dial. We'll be right back. 800 uh, It's just so funny, Brittany. I don't have my phone today. It, it's, it's weird. You know what, hey? That just tells you, you know, not everybody is married to their cell phones, uh, but that may be a thing of the past. Uh, so this morning, China's central bank, uh, has, has made a, a major announcement. We know, uh, China had been in, we'll call it testing mode on its digital currency where they selected, and, and I, I'm not sure of the exact number, 10,000 people, maybe it was 100,000 in China, maybe it was a million, something like that, uh, to use their electronic currency. But it was only only certain people had it. Uh, today they've added to it now. Uh, they're calling it a China Central Bank, a wallet app, which really just, it's an app. 
You know, so think about, uh, for a lot of people, the most common app, uh, that, that uh, Google Maps, something like that, it's just an app uh, that, that's on your phone uh, for the digital wand, and they're making it available uh, both in the Android and Apple stores. So, again, uh, this is probably how things are going to happen in the future. Uh, if you ever talk with Bucky Dillon, uh, Bucky Dillon, Liberty Revolt, uh, him and Kevin LaRusso do the morning show at 1360. Uh, his wife's from China. He spent quite a bit of time in China, and he'll tell you. Uh, the Chinese don't go anywhere without their cell phones. Matter of fact, uh, his in-laws were at his, were at his house, uh, and this is going back about six months ago, they were actually showing him features on his phone that he didn't even know about. And, and Dylan's a pretty tech-savvy guy out there, just to give you an idea. Uh, but, it, again, this is, this is what the future is holding. What they're saying uh, in this is they're releasing this in ten major cities uh, including Shanghai and Beijing. So now this is starting to become pretty universal now where China's like, hey, listen, this is Shanghai, this is how you're operating. Beijing, this is how you're going uh, to be operating. Uh, previously, like I said, it was only available to selected people. Uh, they're now turning it on here, uh, starting with a bunch of these major cities, Jason. But this is uh, directly under the control of the Chinese Central Bank, which is something that we speculate is going to happen here. The next crisis, uh, the banks are going to hemorrhage again, uh, and then we're probably going to see this new digital currency that is controlled uh, by our central bank, and, and essentially your bank account, as you know it, uh, will now be in the hands of the Fed. That's right, Joe. Venezuela is doing digital currencies. Mexico announced in 2024 they're moving towards a digital currency. That, that's, that's out there. You can just look it up. Uh, India is also uh, has a similar idea about 2024. So it's it's all coming. It's coming pretty soon, Joe. Yeah, it's coming a lot faster than people think. And, again, this is going to change uh, a, a lot of things. And, again, they're going to use convenience. They're going to use the ability. And they've already said, now think about COVID. One of the big things that you heard now, you, you haven't heard them say it lately, but the ability to put money in people's accounts and how much more convenient it's going to be. And again, at the, when the next crisis comes, this is going to be a major selling point. Oh, listen, hey, as soon as we go to this digital this digital currency, we're going to put $1,000 or we're going to put $1,200 or we're going to put $2,000 or we're going to put $5,000 in everybody's account. This this is what they're going to do. I believe this wholeheartedly. This is what they're going to do to get everyone to, to download the app, sign up, do what they've got to do so they can immediately, Jason, get electronic credits put into their account. Exactly, Joe, and and to think of how dangerous it's, it's already. It, it, the money system we are involved in now is already bad enough. Now, imagine uh, what you're talking about, and then in these other countries that are going to have basically a, a digital Bitcoin, government-backed currency. 
that could slosh upwards and downwards on the whims of a few rich people, uh, depending on who's putting it in there and who's taking it out, Joe. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's like the stock market for your currency. Yeah, it, it's going to be, I mean, it's, it's really going to be interesting. I, I, but, uh, I'm, I'm convinced that, that this is probably how they're going to do it, which is a bribe, right? Yep. The, uh, we'll when, when China initially tested it out, uh, that's what they did. Hey, the, these people that said, Hey, I'll do it. They got like, I, I don't know what it was, like a thousand renminbi or something like that. Uh, now China doesn't even have to bribe it, but hey, this is just how it's going to be. Uh, but here in the U.S., uh, the, the, here's the precedent that you need to worry about is, and I've said this over and over and over again, the, the, I love the premise of Bitcoin, which is, hey, we're going to have a system that isn't dependent upon central banks, right? They, hey, they don't control it. Of course, unfortunately, any of you that believe that fantasy, well, I, there's nothing I can say to convince you. If you don't already know it by now, uh, Bitcoin being regulated, uh, every country seemingly going in China's direct direction ends up banning it. Uh, which I think will continue to happen as well. I, and I, I don't think Bitcoin will go away. I think they'll just change what it does and, and figure out a way, uh, for people to, uh, do it. The banks aren't going to give up the power. I guess that's the biggest well, thing. But well, really Joe, the IRS already deemed, uh, Bitcoin to be a, an asset in 2014, basically saying it's, it's a stock. It's just a company that has, right. there's no company behind it. There's no, there's no actual, uh, <laughs> commodity or, or produced item, it's, it's just a place to store money, and you hope that other people put their money there, and it grows your value. That, that's all it is. One of the things I always felt interesting, really, you know, and you listen to the billionaires like, you know, Mark Cuban and Elon Musk, and they, they're all smart Byron Weems, right? They're, they're all really rich guys. And, and talking about uh, investing in Bitcoin, and, and it always fun, interesting to me, wait a minute, there's no company there. Allegedly, and I say that not facetiously, allegedly, we don't even know who created it. And yet you're going to put billions of dollars into it. Something just, this, it doesn't pass the sniff test, right? That's like, uh, it, it, well, it just reminds me of the Nigerian scam of, you know, right? Uh, a long lost relative of yours has died. Right, and we're going to give you millions of dollars, but give us all of your banking information from someone you've never met, or know, or ever heard of before. It kind of defies logic, but they again, that just you know get, gets my uh, my hairs on my neck to stand up a little bit. Uh, this is nothing more, uh, very much like COVID. Exactly, I was going to go there, Joe. Exactly, very much like COVID. You know, COVID they're using fear to control. Uh, but this is just nothing more than trying to give credibility to the digital because that's where they're going to go. There's a couple of things you need to know. Number one, tracking. Really, ultimately, what's the big win? And the big win is tracking. We can track 
everything you do. And it's just like the cell phone, right? The cell phone, I mean, they already track us everywhere. I mean, Google knows exactly where you are at all times, right? You know, and, and I know, well, I turned that off. Yeah, they still know. Okay. They still know. They know where you are at all times. And, uh, the, the, the FISA warrants, right? They've never been, you know, no one's ever declined them. If they want the information, they're going to get it, right? And and that's the, the 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 big thing. One of the things I don't like about it is the trackability. But here's the other part, the really the part that's worse than all of that. It's going to be a crisis for this to come in. Your assets, your wealth, your money, all the things that you you know you've worked. Uh, so hard for, you know, your labor is going to be horribly devalued before you end up with this new digital system. Uh, and that's why we encourage you to have have your gold in place before yep. that happens. Uh, you know, the, you know, we'll use the example, you know, $10,000. Well, when we go to this digital currency, that ten grand that was in the bank or that ten grand that was in the stock market, you may end up with a grand, or Joe, you'll have the digits. But if you have it in gold, hey, that ten grand. When you go, when you need to turn that into digital, hey, the premise is you're going to get ten thousand dollars of digital. That that's really the premise behind it, Jason. Yeah, yeah. The digits may still say ten thousand, but it may only buy one thousand dollars with actual things. Uh, so, something I wanted to add on about Bitcoin is the rich guys that buy it have more faith in humanity and the guys that the rich guys that don't like it don't have faith in humanity I'm, and I'm I'm one of the guys it's not that I don't have faith in humanity but the idea is Joe as well just like you said covid when they when they said put a mask on everybody put a mask on without even questioning it that's why most of these rich uh, big company guys will never put their money in bitcoin because they don't believe that the uh, humanity has enough uh, oomph to to stand up to the bankers and actually put their stuff in there and hold firm that's why, I mean, that, that when you said to hold gold, hold gold is having faith in yourself. That's why I've always gravitated to gold. You know, you got you know, the one thing I can control is myself. I can't control what everybody else is going to keep their money in some digital currency, Joe. You know what's so funny is, is Byron Weems did not say it nearly uh, as precise and eloquent as you just did, but he he referenced, hey, Bitcoin's got to lose some shine here. The billionaires are going to go back into uh, the gold markets again. And, and my guess is, to your point, Jason, the reason, the, the exact reason is what you just stated, which is, hey, listen, we have no faith that uh, we're going to be able to stand up to the bankers. I don't think it's I don't think we will. I mean, I would love it if we did. You know, and I've said this all along, let's let everything compete, yeah. right? Let gold compete. Let silver compete. Let Bitcoin compete. Let, let the dollar compete. Rock. Heck, if you want to have your 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 money in Renembi, why not? Yeah, Rockefeller doesn't want competition. They no. They're not going to allow that. <laughs> and they own the medical industry, and they own part of the financial industry. Uh, uh, competition is a sin. John D. Rockefeller said it over and over again. As as he as he lost his monopoly on Standard Oil, but then the, the three or four parts he was allowed to keep were more, worth more than the entire company before he was broken up. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, amen to that. And so just uh, just to let you know here, China obviously gearing up for the Winter Olympics, and I'm sure uh, they're going to be touting uh, how much farther ahead they are uh, than the United States and and. 
And again, I think China's going to have a big part in all of this. Uh, you know, Jason and I, we debated it the other day. Are they going to be the new country that gets to have that role as the reserve currency? They have the qualifications, right? Trade, you know, and it's funny how trade uh, tends to tends to do that. Uh, you notice uh, China, whether or not we... we 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 think they have the military prowess of 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 uh, of the United States, right? I think a lot of us, when push comes to shove, don't think that they do. Uh, but you'll notice, right? No one's producing more battleships, more aircraft carriers, right? They're coming in and uh, you know building things in the South China Sea, uh, the, the cracking down on Hong Kong, cracking down on Taiwan. Uh, and, and let's not kid ourselves. Military uh, is a big part of it, and, and we see them working on that side of it. Obviously, we know they've got it uh, economically, right? They, they've got uh, the, the biggest trade surpluses in the world. Uh, they've got the largest economy in the world in terms of stuff. It's the second largest economy in dollar terms, and, and everyone debates. We just don't know what year. What year is it? Even in dollar terms, China passes us. It's going to be sometime before 2030, uh, so it's not that far down the road. Uh, the question remains to be seen. I think the bankers are going to use this opportunity to put themselves on top. We'll be back. 800-951-0592, Pedro Radio News Hour. Uh, I just... I think the timeline's been moved up. Uh, China's announcement today uh, that uh, 10 of their biggest cities, uh, both Beijing and Shanghai, uh, are now going uh, to the digital currency, the digital app. Uh, and I think this is how it's going to play out here, I think, at the, with the next crisis. Uh, I don't know the exact number of how many banks will be left. Uh, as you know, I mean, think about where we where we've been on the banks. You know, when uh, they got the central bank and at the height of the you know the Great Depression, and really this was just a power play. Uh, and I won't. Maybe Jason could it will re-educate you. Uh, go go get the creature from Jekyll Island. You can educate yourself. Uh, this was a power play by all the major the the four major banking families to get rid of a lot of banks, especially as people moved west uh, and, and getting control back. Uh, go back to the Reagan era. There was 18,000 banks in this country. 18,000 banks, 100 million less people. So you would think, well, with that many more people, man, we'll probably end up with a lot more banks. Uh, but again, uh, they changed, you know, if you go back to some of the rules that they put into the Great Depression uh, of uh, not allowing banks to be uh, any any bigger than a regional bank and probably really the reason why everything was regional because uh, you didn't, and, and now every, you know, Jason and I were talking last week, housing's now global, right, because the banks are global, uh, much more risky, uh, but, but we... We, we don't even have 5,000 banks. And I think that when we're said and done with this, after the, you know, let's call it the Great Reset, because that's what a lot of people uh, have, have said in the past. Do we have 100 banks? 
left 50. I mean, really, ultimately, at the end of the day, we don't really need that many. And, and quite honestly, if you think about it, take the top 10 banks in this country, that's 90% of all the deposits. Uh, so, really, you could maybe even make an argument, Jason, we only need 10 banks. Yeah, uh, brick-and-mortar banks... Uh, they're going to have to adjust. I think that you're going to have to have some of these because there's still loans. You know, you have to buy property and business loans. That stuff's going to exist. But I think the the banks that survive, Joe, that are not the biggest ones, are, are going to be the ones that can do the banking on someone's phone. Because, for example, uh, El Salvador just made you know they just made uh, Bitcoin their their official currency of their country. You know, those people aren't going to go to a brick and mortar uh, bank to get a loan on a house or to start a business loan. They're going to start it on that phone. And so the, the smaller banks that do happen to eke out a living uh, past this thing are going to be the ones that can go with the technology of digital money, Joe. That's that's where it's headed. So, yeah. yeah. And, and just re- just remember, the reset is the hard part. That's where uh, your 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 money's going to take a, a. My guess is, whatever you got, take a zero off of it. That that sounds about right to me. Uh, you know, we're talking forty trillion dollars worth of debt. Uh, inflation still the name of the game. How about this announcement today? We've seems like every day now. I'll give you a list of something else that's going to cost more. Uh, life insurance. We talked about this uh, yesterday. Life insurance, long-term care insurance, all of those things getting ready to cost a lot more. Uh, be ready for that. Little Caesars today. Now I don't. I'll, I'll admit. I don't really buy my pizza from Little Caesars, uh, but they have for 25 years sold a $5 pizza, Jason. I don't know if you knew that. I worked for them. When, I remember when they were first doing that in the 1990s when they were first releasing that. I had these two young people that bought the local Little Caesars that I was working at, and they brought in the the $5 drive-up pizza and they had in the parking lot they had the little hot box and they were cranking out man it was busy it was i forget what day of the week it was a tuesday or something and they started doing that five dollar pizza pepperoni or cheese and the people just drive up and they throw them in the car and there was a little lot and away they go right yeah man it was it was crazy craziness when they and, and it's been that way for a long time it's i don't know what they did over the last uh decade or two to, to cheapen them <laughs> maybe they make them smaller been, well here's the thing think about this it's been Five dollars for almost twenty-five years. Yep. Until today. Until Little today. Caesars announced they're raising the five-dollar pizza to five dollars and fifty-five cents—an increase of eleven percent. It is the first price increase since they came up with that concept, and it just tells you: listen, these are unheard of increases. You don't hear about food going up 11%. I mean, remember last week we talked about it was, uh, some items are going to be up 20%. These things are huge. And here's, here's the problem. Why do I have the feeling that this time next year, Little Caesar is going to ri- raise the price again? Uh, remember Subway, the $5 foot long. Right? That's long gone. And and I, I think this is just another example of of something where Little Caesar just said, "Hey, we there's nothing we can't we can't make make it 
any less expensive than what we've already done and uh and and it may not sound like a lot but that is that's incredible when you really think about hey how much more money do i need we've been talking about wage inflation uh the jobs data today the amount of people quitting keeps breaking records and and here's what they're all saying why did you quit I found a job for more money. And all this that means is everybody out there from the bottom up, you want somebody to go get the carts in the parking lot. You want someone to put the bags in the groceries. You want someone to ask, would you like fries with that? Right? If you want somebody to actually uh, take your money at the drive through window, you're going to have to pay significantly more for that job, which means, hey, the job that's a little better than that job's got to pay significantly more. And it's this domino effect, Jason. Right. And, and there was inflation before 2021. You know, it existed. It was here every year. It's just that these products that we're talking about, they, they could change the size of it, the amount that's in the package. There's ways to, to maneuver slowly to, with, with a slower moving inflation. But this inflation so fast... There is nothing they can do but raise the prices. That's why the dollar store is no longer the dollar store, Joe. Yeah, even the, look at the dollar store. What did they say? Dollar twenty-five. Yeah, the dollar and a quarter store. The dollar and a quarter store. I mean, the, these are the things. And 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 again, uh, what we're going to see in inflation in twenty twenty-two and beyond. I wish that the Fed could just hike rates a few times and somehow the genie got put back in the bottle. That's pure fantasy. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to be right back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, and I can't believe it may happen again. Remember the freeze in Texas last year? U.S. natural gas futures rising again. Uh, this was late yesterday into today, by the way, as new data showing a plunge in pipeline gas flows in Texas, uh, which indicates the state's power grid could be susceptible to another failure amid a cold snap. Uh, and, and again, we, we know what's going on with natural gas prices in Europe. Uh, production of heating and power generating and fu- uh, fuel in Texas fell Sunday to the lowest levels since the February freeze. So think about this. So a little, what was it, uh, 11 months ago. Uh, now they're saying that, and again, this is, this is something Jason and I've been trying to get everybody to understand. Inventory levels of everything are at historic lows. And any little hiccup has prices flying. Look at Brent crude back above $80 a barrel uh, this morning. And now they're saying that uh, Texas, if it, if it gets any colder, and they're saying it's supposed to be the coldest January 8th through the 11th, uh, that we may have another problem in Texas, and seemingly that problem there, Jason, threw everything into chaos. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's that big of an emergency. I don't, th- I don't see uh, the ice storms and everything, and I don't know if that's what they're bracing for. But 
uh, yeah, if if if, if, the, if normal weather patterns is going to cause chaos in the markets, uh, they're over exaggerating. There's 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 a much more deeper problem that we report every day, Joe, which is look, this this stuff's already bad before the little weather blows in, and uh, then that's we, the problem, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, we we've got just a, we don't we got just enough. As long as nothing, uh, you know, we don't have any bad blast of weather, we'll see. Just, but to me, now that, you know, and I, I was just thinking about it as I was going through this, doesn't that seem to, to be right about the time uh, Jay Powell was, was flo- uh, throwing his transitory nonsense out there, uh, and all of a sudden that one event seemed to trigger uh, this inflation nightmare uh, that we're seeing play out to where every day now I tell you about uh, more things uh, that are going to to be uh, much higher. You know, it's it's not 2%. It's not 5%. Right now you got companies like Little Caesar. Hey, our $5 period, it's up 11%. The dollar store is now a dollar and a quarter, right? And the list goes on and on and on, Jason. And it seems like that little event in Texas kind of just started this whole domino effect of everything. Absolutely, Joe. And 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 when a real emergency actually happens, what what will what will happen? You know, when when a hurricane hits Florida sometime uh, in the months to come, uh, or an earthquake in in uh, California. You know, uh, how about how about a late freeze in the spring to to the crops in in California or Florida? I mean these. These things can make things, it can make it so much worse so much quickly. And if inflation is going to continue like it absolutely looks like it's going to continue all of 2022, can you imagine, uh, uh, Joe, if uh, Florida oranges just got frozen out in, in a late storm or something? Right. <laughs> exactly, right? They, they, what are we talking about, right? Okay, all of a sudden the price of oranges doubled, right? The price of coffee has already doubled, uh, and these are wholesale prices. Uh, news out of China, uh, the the coronavirus. We've been talking about the one city where, I mean, people are talking about almost starving to death because China won't let them out. Word out today is it has spread uh, the largest port in the world. Uh, it's not, by the way, just so you know, it's not here. It's not L.A., Nope, it's there in China. The reports now of coronavirus uh, outbreak happening uh, in the largest port in the world. It's, uh, if I'm saying this right, Nibo, uh, N-I-N-G-B-O. Uh, that is where the, uh, it's an eastern port city of China. Uh, and then also the city of Yuzhou. Uh, that city's not as big. That one only has, uh, 1.3 million people. And see, in China, think about this. 1.3 million people here in the United States. That puts you in like the, the top six or seven cities in the country. In China, that's considered a little place. 1.3 million people. Uh, but the big port city, uh, the largest port in the world, could be facing a shutdown as uh, they've reported 16 cases. Uh, and that may not sound like much, but China, that's a big deal. Uh, if they shut that port down, Jason, again, here we go again, uh, this whole supply problem gets even worse. 
Right, and we have no idea the actual truth of what's going on. But if if coronavirus, once again, the the biggest, easiest target to blame anything on is coronavirus. Yeah, uh, why well, do I get the feeling Joe, there was some other problem happening? Uh, we just ta- I talked yesterday about how uh, the one thing about China that doesn't get talked about is that they they have their imports in- increased by twenty percent. So if they're not getting the stuff they want. They may not want to uh, export very much stuff. They may just hold on to some of their own stuff, Joe. They're in a, a very strong position that way. Yeah, absolutely. This is a this is a far bigger deal. We'll see what happens. As of right now, at least uh, the report uh, that I read says that the port is still operating. Uh, if that port closes, shipping costs are they're already ridiculous. This this will just uh, make things significantly worse uh you know we, we sit there and think about hey uh products you know we can't finish houses we can't finish uh we can't repair tractor trailers we can't do this and that uh this is one of those places uh that a lockdown would be devastating to a lot of things here in the united states Patriot radio news hour final segment coming up Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two uh gold's up uh almost fifteen bucks. Fourteen bucks right now, eighteen fourteen, silver's up twenty-three cents, uh back above twenty-three dollars here in New York, uh twenty-three oh four right now. The Dow's actually mixed. The S P which hit a high uh is now off ten points, the Nasdaq's down uh, almost 300 points, uh, but don't worry, uh, the Dow is in positive territory. Uh, the 10-year note uh, getting a little closer to a whopping 1.7%, uh, and believe me, a couple of rate hikes is not going to put the genie back in the bottle. Uh, today, we, we've got the, the other white meat. Uh, we're we're going to sell a little platinum today. We, we had bought these. Uh, last week out of an estate. Uh, we don't have very many of them available, but uh, we figured today would be a good day to run them. Uh, platinum right now up almost $20 this morning, uh, right around $975. I've got five one-ounce, and these are coins, by the way. That's uh, uh, In the platinum market, there's two ways to buy platinum, uh, in bars uh, and in coins. Uh, the coins have, uh, the, they're more favored, right? Just, just like anything else, uh, the, the, minted by, uh, the, the government mints out there. We've got five one ounce platinum coins. Uh, these are the Canadian platinum coins. Uh, they're at a thousand and seventy five, so about a hundred dollars over spot, which is really, a really fantastic price on platinum. We've got three half ounce. And I want to say, Jason, these are those U.S. half ounce? Yes, they are. They're U.S. platinum. And there's only three of those. Uh, those are at five fifty. Uh, so the the uh, and I would just say this: uh, I think platinum is probably right there with silver as which metal's the most undervalued right now. So we've got five one ounce uh, platinum Canadian coins at a thousand and seventy five. And we got three half ounce U.S. platinum coins at 550. Uh, those are live in Colorado, uh, but we'll have them down here, uh, in Phoenix. For those of you that want to pick them up in Phoenix, uh, Jason could have them down here. We'll have them either, you know, Friday or Monday at the latest. 800 951 
0592. Uh, take the time, throw them into your portfolio. Just kind of something cool, something different. You know, platinum's a very, very hard metal. So they tear up the machine, so they don't like to make a lot of them. So they're always uh, very limited in quantity just because of the hardness of it. And you think about uh, whether it be uh, catalytic converters, if they ever get the computer chip problem ever resolved, uh, and then, of course, solar. Platinum, palladium, rhodium, you need all three uh, for that, I guess, the green energy stuff. Uh, I think platinum, Jason, probably, again, like I said, one of the most undervalued metals uh, that we see right now. Yeah, they, they kind of switched to palladium uh, the last bunch of years uh, as, as sort of a cheap alternative to platinum. And, and I don't know all the science behind why they were starting to use that more in catalytic converters, but the price is just so lopsided now between palladium and platinum. At some point, they're gonna, they'll switch back into using platinum. You know, uh, the more platinum will stack up, there'll be more availability, and then suddenly that price will just start climbing real quick. So, get get, get yourself some cheap. Uh, this is cheap platinum, Joe. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day where platinum was almost uh, half the price of gold, right? Yeah, it's crazy to think about it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. God bless everybody.